0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the show. Today we are in for, you know what I'm going to say, a treat. We have Mr. Bernard Bergen joining us. But before I let you hear the conversation between Bernard and I, I have a question. Have you reviewed? Have you subscribed? Have you shared your love for the Brunch of podcast? If you have not, if your answer is at least no to any of those questions, then you know what I'm going to say. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's that time, guys. Do not forget to subscribe. That is what makes the world go round, reviews. And on any platform that you listen, so we are on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Droid, and that's a shame, uh, Google Play. I'm not going to shade you Droid users because I know you guys listen, just like iTunes folks. So go ahead and share on social media if you love a shout out. And I want to give you a proper thank you, most importantly. I want to say thank you for supporting the show, y'all. today... I was flabbergasted once again at how awesome you guys are and listening to the show and sharing it because, man, I don't know what else to say. I just so happened to check the numbers earlier today and was floored. So thank you. Thank you. Even though y'all won't leave a review, thank you. So I say all that to say. Uh, today's guest is somebody who has a little something in common with me. You know, I've been trying to mix it up a little bit on the show and have some guys on the show because I I think we have reached that level. Guys want to brunch and slay too. I mean, they're out here killing it. They're being their best selves, living their best lives and they're working in our community, which of course is, something that speaks to my heart. And today's guest, Mr. Bernard Bergen, is one who speaks to my heart as well because he is a fellow veteran. If you are new to the show, I am a veteran. Yes, I know it's hard to believe. I once donned a uniform. I try to hide those photos, but it was fun. It is part of my journey. It's what made me who I am. But this man, he is untethered. He is unleashed and he is freaking unstoppable. Hello, Bernard.
1: Hi, Marianne. Thank you for that amazing introduction. And I didn't even know that you were a veteran.
0: You did it. I did not. Ah, see, it's top secret, G fourteen classified. Is what I like to tell people.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <see. laughs> yeah, many moons ago. It doesn't even feel like I really was there. It's been so long. But yes, I was there. It's actually where I met my husband.
1: Oh wow! See, see, the connection. Some
0: some good came out of it. <laughs> So, you know, a a lot of what Bernard does is so cool because he's passionate about the community, just like me and a lot of you who listen. He's a speaker. He's a coach. He's a fellow podcaster. uh, And and he's doing his part to make the world a better place.
1: I think that's so important, um, America, because I I, uh, you know, there's so much noise out there and, and, and so much conflicting voices. And I think places like this, your podcast, your platform you know, it really allows people to come together, uh, exchange ideas, and then more importantly, support people who are truly seeking their best life. And I think, you know, we can't have enough of that, especially with just how things are. But what I love is that, you know, as you connect with amazing people like yourself, you're reminded that one, even though you might be uh, sometimes in isolation as you build your platform or connect with people and follow up on a uh, phone calls and inquiries, it's all worth it to the person that really uh, takes the information and, and starts to make that change.
0: I agree. And for me, I'm one of those people who really like to police what feeds into my soul. Even my psyche, when I'm not paying attention, I don't watch a lot of trash that I used to watch. I don't take in. I used to travel a ton for work. And one of my favorite things to do was to go into the bookstore or the magazine store at the airport and buy like all the latest gossip rags. I mean, I had a Us Weekly a subscription, all that good stuff. And I'm not knocking you if you look at that. I did that for years. And then... Literally, my husband would shun me. He would walk out the room if he saw me watching garbage on TV. And mm-hmm. something changed. And I started to realize, even though you know I was in a good place, you start to be immune to the things that those things are perpetuating. It's not necessarily that you're perpetuating it, but you get immune to it. So I'm really particular about what I let in nowadays and this has been for years. So even when I'm working, there's podcasts going on in the background. All of my fellow podcasters like yours will be playing in the background. I know those streams matter, you know. Um, So I like to make sure even on my iPad, it's going, the volume might be down low, but I'm out here supporting and I'm putting that good energy out there and I'm being holding myself accountable for what I let pour into me so that I can pour into others uh, good things.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an amazing um, a takeaway, and I hope you listeners caught that because I have a rule—it's called no naked ears. Um, because you know, you can just be around people, and sometimes it's just the gossip, you know. And it gets in, and you found yourself kind of leaning over to hear more. So I love. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yo, know, I'm the guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, you know, if the podcast is going in the background, you know, you really then get to focus a bit more. And you're reminded through those um, positive messages that, hey, there is more that you could be doing. And, you know, the more that you get to, you know, expand your inner universe, the more you attract the right people and situations to your life.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. And I'm so glad you said uh, what you said about just, just attracting it, because a lot of times when you're new somewhere or when you're just starting out you do feel isolated going back to what you said at the beginning of the interview um when you're starting the journey that is your path everybody who you've always known your life will not be on that same journey and yeah. so sometimes i think it's really easy to start to feel alone and doubt yourself and oftentimes just having those friends in your head who's podcasts or whose TV shows or whatever books you read or radio shows, whatever the case may be. It's just that little dose that you need sometimes to let you know, keep on going.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, even this weekend I found myself repeating quite often, but you know, without knowing it, when we go on our journey of personal development and connecting to our best self at times, you know, we, we are so excited that we want to pull everybody in. You know, and, and I always have to remind yeah. people that your friends agreed to be your friends, not your business partners, <laughs> you know, not your, not your personal development students. And if you just allow them to be your friends, they'll grow with you. But I think at times, you know, it's that scary first step that you just mentioned. And I believe that, you know, that awakening is, it's necessary that for a period of time we do it alone because we need to hear who we are from inside of our hearts and I think if it's too much noise and too much feedback I think it's so much easier to be pulled back to what what we were doing and the things that used to attract us versus just truly going down the path of choosing to be become and then attract what we want into our lives
0: oh yeah that's a great great message right there uh you are you are You know who you surround yourself with and it doesn't necessarily mean a person is what you take in and i and you're right about the friendship thing i think so i always tell people about me and my zen when i first started meditating i felt like i was one of those cousins who get saved for the first time and they want to tell you (laughs) about jesus every time you sit down (laughs) it was for me you know but i was so excited about the transformation transformation i was feeling within you know and how i knew i could look at myself and see a difference and i didn't know how else to vocalize it so be patient with your friends as they're growing y'all they're not trying to turn you off they're just trying to be a better them
1: (laughs) i love that you you talked about meditation i i i'm just a big big advocate and i hope that more people would give it a try if you're on the fence because man once you learn to fall in love with yourself with stillness with truly giving your bring the space to organize itself wow you know whatever then you go launch into the clarity the focus and just being able to i think i call it seen around the corner without leaning you know like you you're able to like take in what's for you and block what is isn't a lot more consistently after you know just building the habit of meditation
0: Oh, I agree. And for me personally, it has toned me down tremendously. I used to be a person, I've always been one who thrives in chaos, not necessarily attracting it, but I mean like big projects. Um, Obviously brunch and slay is a huge undertaking when we would have these huge brunches with hundreds of people and I'm coordinating, that's my wheelhouse. So I am not want to lose my cool uh, in those scenarios, but I find myself now not even stressing. I know things are going to work out. I don't, Fret over, oh, somebody cancels, the photographer cancels in the la- at the last minute. Oh, it'll work out. You know, I know it will work out and I can surrender. And it took me years. This is what I've been meditating for five years now. So it took me till five, five years of practice to get to the point to where I truly have learned to surrender so much more than I ever did before, which was a huge challenge for me. Huge. Let me, let me just emphasize that. <laughs> not being in control was like what what do you mean no but now i'm like uh it'll work out so what wow wow
1: wow i hope you guys are listening to that word surrender because that is such a great place to be in but it's scary (laughs) 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 trusting that uh the universal design has your best interest in mind and wow you know like i think a part of us you know just we're go-getters we want things done Um, We want it done uh, to the way we expect it. And we forget that sometimes there's a series of unfortunate events that makes things actually better at times, Mm. you know. And I think if we can just surrender, like you mentioned, wow, the connections we make, the, uh, the joy we have, you know, at working through our problems, issues with others will leave us like really in awe that we get to live at this time in, in, in the world.
0: I have to agree with you. I, I really truly have to agree with you. I mean, just that statement in itself. The more you let go, the more you will see people coming, Like us talking, how random, you know? Yeah. How random is this synchronicity oh, that yeah. I get to chat with you and we're talking about the same path we're on, you know, in two different coasts, uh, you know, different areas of the country. And there's so many commonalities, which is just confirmation, in my opinion, um, that this is needed in our society.
1: Yeah, and I think people need to look for that. Um, I call it a spiritual echo, like maybe in your prayer time, meditation time, or just with your friends or family. Something comes up and and you're like, man, that was was for me. But then you hear it from someone else in passing, a podcast, a radio show, uh, in music, um, maybe on, on television or in a movie. I always tell people, listen to those spiritual echoes because it could uh, precede a shift or it could precede, um, you know, confirmation of this is your next step. And I think, you know, you know, just to touch on um, the veterans like ourselves, when, when we found out in our soul that it was time to shift from the military, it, it's just that, you know, it's something that happens in the soul. I mean, I think all transitions are like that, you know, so so much earlier than you would like to acknowledge but if you pay attention to those those small whispers those those spiritual echoes man how much more of a flow state you'll maintain and how much more will you be able to ride the wave with that surrender
0: so i'm definitely still in that spiritual echo i love it uh <laughs> that i don't know a better way to say it um man yeah i think that Oftentimes we pollute our journey by asking others opinions of what we already know the answer to.
1: That was good, that was good.
0: Right, when you need a cosigner for everything, like that's okay the first few stages. Like, you know, when you're first starting out, I'm gonna say that transition from high school to whatever that next step is, I understand you want a lot of feedback, right? And then you have to trust your gut. You have to listen to that voice. That voice inside of you is there for a reason. When it says go right, you go right. Practice and strengthen that muscle because it will save you a ton of time and heartache. Uh, and you're gonna get the same lesson anyway. You're gonna learn it. It's just how many times is it gonna take, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That is. Oh man, that that's that's exactly the way that I think um, the listeners need to hear it because you know we the one thing you know that I'm always shocked you know in my intake form for coachings people say. I need clarity, I need guidance. And I'm always challenged by that because I always remind them, you know that the ultimate decision is yours. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to listen and I'm going to repeat back to you what I think I heard you say until we get it to its more clearest form. Mm-hmm. And I think as people get to discuss who they are, who they want to be and why they currently feel stuck, what what's always so revealing to me is that they answer their own questions usually within 10 minutes of just being.
0: (laughs) But you know, Bernard, I'm going to have to say, it's always like that because when you're in it, you can't see it. Uh Right? So that's why you have to be surrounded by people who are where you want to be and have people who you can aspire in in qualities, whether that's a good marriage they have, that you want to be a good partner, you want to be a good parent, you want to be a good employee, someone that you are always aspiring to be like. Because I think sometimes that they they can guide you and you can talk to them because when you're in it, you probably can give people advice all day long, but there's, I'm sure there's been times where you're like, what to do next? What in the world? Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And that's, what's powerful because like I uh, always say to coaches that, you know, you should have a coach, you know, you need to have someone who can look into your life, uh, question um, the questions you're asking and just, challenge you to think differently about something that maybe you've been doing uh, for a while. And um, what I enjoy about that is, you know, because like you said, when you're in the frame, you're in the frame. Uh, Everything seems so much uh, scarier than it really is. But I think a a coach just allows you to step back and really ask yourself, haven't you been through difficult things before?
0: Mm. And
1: in your favor as you saw it through. And it's amazing how a perspective can connect to your performance. And as you just really gain perspective, your ability to produce your ability to stay in the conversation, your ability to uh, just show back up one more day really drives um, you to that, that conclusion that you were looking for. And I think, man, for me, um, having a coach is what I think has empowered me to be Um, consistent as a coach and really be a more active listener than someone who's trying to give advice because I really believe that the advice that comes from within has always been best for us and at times we just need someone to help us sit long enough to hear it.
0: Wow Bernard how on earth did we get here? But it always happens the way it's supposed to. I am so into letting the flow happen, but I agree with what you said. I literally, my mom and I say that, that's our little inside thing. We always tell each other, when has it not worked out? Yeah, that's good. We fret, we get all worked up, and you have never not had it work out. Even in that moment when you thought it didn't, you look back and see that it really did. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, so I, I mean, as a veteran, I'd really like to know why, what was it that made you so passionate about making corporate America have a connection and identify the need to really invest in our veterans and hire our veterans and just be the, be the figurehead and be the person who's an advocate for veterans.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think I was inundated with the, the uh, nightmare stories of bad transitions. You know, um, People with amazing military uh, service records and amazing military service careers. But as they prepared for life after the military, I think there was this big disconnect in what exactly a veteran um, brings to the table and what's next for their life, whether it's going into business, entrepreneurship, or even in corporate like I am. And I think not enough people were having the conversation at the time that this was back in. 2013 2014 and you know even to the laws because they were passed so long ago it made some of the opportunities illegal for example like online classes you know that wasn't a thing when some of the laws were passed so basically some of the programs to help veterans transition weren't um, available to to veterans because it had to match the law so just being someone who said hey, Um, I think we're going to cause more harm than good if we don't advocate as loudly as possible in a window where I think things at the time when I was transitioning was very favorable for veterans. And I think just having the same no man, no woman, no soldier, no airman left behind policy, I think that's what made it such a good fit for me to say, hey, You know, um, I've had so so many amazing mentors, veterans, and um, civilian partners help me in my transition. I want to make sure that not only do we pay it forward, but we build a bridge so that whoever wants to transition can just walk over that bridge.
0: This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence, a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave and content that inspires brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and sleigh. You know, I, I think it's remarkable that you saw the need for that. I, I know when I was released and transitioned from the military, um, people literally tried to put you in a the box. They all I, all, I think a lot of people just tend to think when you're in the military, all you know how to do is warehouse work or drive a truck. And there's so many jobs. They're quick to say thank you for your service, right? But what about that transition? What about all, you know, coming home and and returning to positions and making sure that you're able to move up and the accountability of taking the moment to even research what those jobs were. And you can obviously work under pressure.
1: (laughs) Obviously. Yes. Yeah.
0: So you, you wanted to make a way in the tech industry and you made it your business to make sure that more tech companies are, are advocates for veterans. Why was tech so important?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, just growing up, always fascinated with uh, computers, technology, and how it connects us, big deal. Of course, you know, a few deployments, you really start to understand the need for connectivity, being able to connect with your loved ones while you serve all over the world. And when I thought about what would be a great fit for me, I just said, you know, Tech has served me throughout my military career. If I go serve in the tech industry, I feel that I'll be helping to work on the products that um, connects the world. And and then once I was in, I was like, man, this would be a good fit for so many veterans because, you know, the pressures are unique, but the ability to problem solve at a high level. I think every service member, no matter what their role was, they always were connected to the national and global picture. And for most people, depending on your career path, you didn't have to feel that. But every single service member has, you know, when they swear you in, you feel it. You know, mm-hmm. they're asking you to protect the entire country. You feel that, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, do. <laughs> so as you transition to tech, whether it's a massive tech company, you're like, hey, I've, I've been a part of something larger than me, massively larger than me. And yeah, I'm going to have to learn this this new language, this code, this new process and skill set, but I understand through a sense of duty why I should perform within this company and how that opens doors for people coming behind me. And I think that with just the growth and the constant change of tech, I think that was such a good screaming fit for veterans because we're used to ambiguity, we're used to change, we're brilliant about problem solving. And then back to something you touched on earlier, Talk about being able to work under pressure. You know everything that uh, tech employers were looking for, and I think thus far it has proven to be such a great pipeline of amazing service members. Now, amazing leaders in the uh, tech industry. Uh, I have, I, I know some great, amazing women who are now at the executive level. Who, again, I'm pretty sure they would have been amazing anywhere else. But I love knowing that they're helping to guide the ethics conversation in tech companies. They're helping to guide the, uh, just the proper use of what's next, you know, because there's some scary technology out there. But I love knowing that um, my fellow sisters and brothers in arms are the ones at the table talking from our values and leading from our values.
0: I'm so glad you said that about the ethics because when you're in the military, it's so inclusive. Yeah. Like when you're out there and we're all wearing green, you know, we're all wearing the same. There's no one has time to worry about your religious beliefs, your ethnic background. We're all here trying to work for the common good. And I think having military leaders in place in the corporate world or civilian world is a no brainer because you're going to have people who believe in inclusiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they are familiar with regulations and processes. Even now, constantly at work, I'm saying, oh, you cannot say that. Like, people are probably uh, so tired of me <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, because I literally think about it from every angle. Right, you cannot right. say that. You do not want to offend people. And, and to, in my opinion, to act as if it didn't happen just because it doesn't affect you is the mm-hmm. biggest sin in the world. Mm-hmm. It is the biggest sin in the world and we that, that's the whole point of the military we are there to protect the underserved and the and just make sure that everybody has a fair chance and so having people who have had that and been trained in that and it becomes our way of life and to have them in leadership positions secures your business it protects you from a lot of lawsuits i can oh. tell you that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you touched on something that it took me about three years to fully Admit that there was a culture divide, like you mentioned, things that you wouldn't even think of. And you're like, did you know that just came out of your mouth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know we heard you? It might have been one of those I'm talking to myself moments, and you heard me. And we were, it's just a part of who we are, it's a part of our DNA. Like the inclusivity, the acknowledgement of diversity as a strength, it's not something we had to be taught, it was just what the organization represented. But for many companies, especially tech companies, you know, you really have to help expand their definition of diversity so that they can fully tap into all that um, their employees have to offer. And I think while many are on the right path, I think if they continue to uh, allow the pipeline that is military transitions to tech, they will reap the benefits in the near future of just having that amazing talent, uh, you know, come up through the ranks, rise to leadership and truly guide their companies around a lot of the ethics and moral landmines that many companies face when they lack diversity and lack inclusion.
0: Amen, the moral landmines. You are just full of them tonight. I love it. That right there, if all the companies that I've seen that I'm now boycotting, uh, in the last year and a half, with the things that I just still, I cannot believe that they didn't have one person of different ethnicities on staff to say huh. you cannot do that, huh. you cannot create fashion that way, you cannot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, say that about a whole culture and still be on the board, still be reaping benefits from delivering pizzas. I don't understand, you know, and what what really bothers me the most is how quickly society forgets what mm. just happened.
1: Mm. You know, I I like that you put it that way because I understand that mistakes are going to happen, but I believe that, you know, the strongest vote you always have is with your your finances, you know? So I like my list. You know, like I, oh, so this is how we're going to respond to my community or this is mm-hmm. how you're going to respond to the veterans community? me write it down. And sometimes I have to be super petty in there. I I, I put a reminder because it's easy three months from now to like, oh, it's right there. Let me run in. But prior to that, my reminder would have popped up. We don't do business with that company and here's why.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. because,
1: Because if we vote with our finances, with our financial resources and with our influence, then companies are going to be aware that man, something has changed. And when they start asking the right questions of the right people, you then help them get to um, make amends with, with their decision-making process. And it, it sucks that, you know, you have to be so deliberate and, and detailed, but, you know, I, I always think back to, you know, if, if, if the people who are aware do absolutely nothing and then nothing happens, then we are to blame for what what's allowed
0: I couldn't agree with you more I I just we have to keep that list y'all it is it is and it's not as if there aren't other people you can patronize yeah it's not yeah. as if you there aren't other people or you couldn't create some of these things on your own I, I if we just continue to turn the cheek then if you stand for nothing you fall for anything it has not changed it has not changed and I think you, you it resonates with you and I because we were people who were willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Whether it's not, yeah. I'm going to be clear. I was not a kid who grew up and said, "I want to serve my country." That was not a desire of my heart on my life. That was not something that was a dream always in my life. But I've always had a, a spirit of sharing and community. Mm. So I've always looked out for people when I saw them being picked on. That was always something. So I guess to some extent, yes, it was already in me, Yeah. but because of that, I still, I just can't stand by. I cannot stand by and pretend that I don't see what's going on right now and pretend that it's okay because it doesn't affect my community. It wasn't that long ago that it truly did in a much grander
1: right. uh,
0: scale, and it still does, but it's not what other people are experiencing right now. Yeah. And um, I just, it just, y- y'all, we gotta do better. We just gotta do better.
1: And it's it, and it's a soul thing, you know, like, so many people are like, well, I don't want to get involved. Man, your, your prayer, your discussion at your dinner table is shifting the world,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but if you skip it, you know, you just pretend that it didn't affect you in any way, shape or form. I think that's the travesty. But one of the things I've, I've been studying recently and as simple as it is, it's, it, for me, it's mind blowing. Like I was reading about Gandhi and you know, I said to my wife, I was like, babe, this guy told other people, I'm not going to eat until you change. And I was like, babe, <laughs> like, if we did that today, and we said, I am not going to eat until you change. I wonder, would it have the same impact? Mm. And he changed entire government and right. policy by saying, I'm not going to eat until you change. I'm like, that is, man, like I, my, right now, my brain can't even wrap around that commitment.
0: Right, right. You're right. But I, 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 I totally see how it could with the person who truly was committed. You said mm-hmm. the right word. It's a commitment. Because when you say that and you back it up, I mean, it probably could have a stronger impact now because with social media, tons of people would join uh-huh. in.
1: I like that. You know, oh, I, I didn't even consider it social media. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Tons yeah.
0: of people would join in. It's it's literally that's what I think that's what makes me I want to say angry. That's what makes me more angry about it th- than anything. It's with the power of social media, how things go viral, and how quickly they're forgotten. I just don't even understand. No. I don't understand how complacent we can be with hate. With hate. Yeah. And and the fact that in this day and age, we are still dealing with people hating others about things they cannot control, like the color of their skin. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a lot of things, reasons to hate somebody, but that's not one of them. Okay? <laughs> that is not one of them. And the ignorance just, and, and I no longer want to hear, I, 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 didn't have, I didn't grow up around that or I didn't know any better. You, come on. There's... The internet, you got so much going on. The it, research is there, and it doesn't feel right. Hate does not feel good. Right. It does not feel good. It is a poison. It eats up the world.
1: Yeah, I I uh, am gonna share some things that you know I've been you know training men on because right now there's this big uh, idea around toxic masculinity and and you know it 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 is. It, while it's a great rallying cry to bring attention, what I'm watching it do is by repositioning the language, it's destroying what what a part of what it means for men to walk as men, which is masculinity. So one of the things I've had to reframe is that, look, um, that person is a toxic person, whether they were male or female. But we can't just marry because I think it, it makes it easy to hate when we marry things together, toxic masculinity, or I hate you because of the color of your skin. Like you're marrying things together that that don't go together. You hate me because there's something going on with you that you don't truly appreciate, you know? And I think, you know, even in the realm of masculinity, I was sharing with men that it's okay to be a modern man. Seek your mental health um, training, and therapy, uh, seek brotherhood, seek community, and still stand as a man, still stand up to men who violate others. You know, and I think so many men are running from masculinity because it was married with toxicity, instead of saying, hey, that is not who I am, and I'm willing to call out anyone who chooses to be toxic and infect the space. And I think that has always been one of the clear responses to hate, is just choose to shine light on an area where people would prefer darkness. And I think if we don't in turn have conversations around these um, topics, issues, and situations, then the darkness just seems uh, like it's growing. But what I always share with people is that even the smallest light impacts darkness. So just have the conversation, and we're not looking for a consensus from the conversation. What we're looking for is the conversation that allows the free, the free flowing of ideas, the free exchange of ideas that I become better because I got to hear your words and you got to take something away because you got to hear my words. And then as that conversation continues, I think what then happens is, you know, if you're, if you're at the governmental level, you can impact policy. If you're a you know, you have a family, you can start reminding your family what your values is and why you, you're not gonna take on some of the values of the communities that practice hate and just what you stand for. And I think it's so important for people in general to get back to a personal code of ethics and what they stand for, because then it's so much easier to be that light in some of the dark places, some of the dark happenings and conversations that are happening uh, right now at this time.
0: Hey, Amen. And, and, and I'm back, circling back to the military. I do believe that's what creates that bond that we talked about and that inclusion. Because yeah. when you join the military and you show up at basic training and you get off that bus, mm-hmm. uh, everybody is on the same playing field. Yeah. <laughs> there are, no one has more, no one has less. And the only way you're gonna survive is by working together and you get to know people and you start listening to their stories and you no longer see the color of their skin or their background it doesn't matter if you came from a rich or poor family right now you're in the same boat and sometimes we just need to make a better effort to get in the same boat yeah so i gotta know this saturday you could brunch with anyone in the world that are alive who are you brunching with uh
1: Uh, Former General, former Secretary of State, uh, Colin Powell, has always uh, been one of my uh, heroes, someone I've kind of looked to as like the moral compass of the country, you know, um, and just watching how he chose to live his life uh, fully committed to service um, at the helm of some major decisions in our country. I've always respected that, you know, and if he's unavailable, definitely Barack Obama, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Barack will do. Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) Eric Powell is predisposed. I'll,
0: you know, uh, President Barack Obama. (laughs) You can have them both. You can have them both. Oh man. I have enjoyed this conversation, Bernard. I mean, wow. Y'all, you know what? It's a joy to know that men are out here lifting up the community. And standing for excellence, operating in excellence, and shining a light on others and opportunities, this just is food for myself. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, and thanks again for uh, you know just inviting me uh, to the brunch and, and Slay podcast and, and to connect with your listeners and just share. You know, because I think as these conversations continue to happen. Um, the the light that we shine will just continue to grow and people will know that it's not just them and it's okay for them to seek the change that they want to see in the world.
0: Oh I love that one. So where can people follow you and how can they support you?
1: Well the easiest way to connect with me is at my website bernardbergen.com and of course um anywhere on social, I have to caveat I do take some time to fast from social media at times just because I want to hear what's coming from within me versus just being a part of the conversation sometimes but i am very accessible you you send me a message i probably will respond the same day if i can and uh just continue the conversation that way
0: all right y'all so make sure you follow of course all his information will be in the show notes and i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i enjoyed it you know you never know what you're going to get on episode of brunch and slave but i do hope you know that you will be inspired And you will have good things come your way. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this is Brunch and Flay.